0: I leave to you.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Keanu Believe It, the Talk Film Society podcast that is all Keanu Reeves, all the time. I'm Sam Van Haren, assistant editor at TFS and a lifelong fan of the singular Keanu Reeves. I will be your guide through his diverse and interesting career. Each week, the guest and I will discuss a film from his filmography, which we're going through in chronological order. On this episode, we'll be discussing Little Buddha. Joining me to discuss the 1993 historical and religious drama is Manish Mathur from Talk Home Society. How's it going, Manish? Good, how are you? Doing great. Uh, so, uh, let's get this out of the way.
0: What are your feelings of Keanu? I mean, I love Keanu Reeves. Um, He's—I think he's like such a really cool, interesting guy. Even outside of his work in film, uh, actually, I feel it's kind of funny because, like, not ten years ago, I had read this profile he did. I think for. Details magazine or GQ Mm -hmm. or or one of those like men's magazines, and he came across so like well spoken, literate, intellectual, very like cool at piece of himself. And I remember like Mm -hmm. telling people, like guys, you should read this article about Keanu Reeves. Like he's like he's really cool. And I got a lot of eye rolls and like, oh, he can't act. Like this is before I was on Twitter, so I was just like going off like the people that i knew like in school and stuff and they were just like yeah like he just plays blank characters he can't really act he's like uh because i i guess like the matrix sequels and some of his choices after that you know kind Mm -hmm. of soured people's opinions and i was like beating the drum for him and this is right around like uh the day the earth stood still remake right Mm -hmm. So even that, like, wasn't really helping my cause. Uh, Like, (laughs) reflecting back on that movie, like, I kind of see what he was going for and how that can, like, tie into his, like, persona that he has now. So I always feel very uh, protective of Keanu because I think I was at the forefront of his, like, resurgence as, like, major (laughs) movie star.
1: Right, yeah, I mean, I remember uh, always loving him, but then, yeah, the same thing as you. Like, I remember hearing everyone talk about how he was bad and all blah, blah, blah. But then, yeah. So it was refreshing the last few years. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously John Wick kicked it off real, because, you know, with, right. uh, in terms of film Twitter being obsessed with him again. But, like, yeah, he, I mean, it's... He mentioned, like, books in
0: that article that I read after. Mm-hmm. Like, books I'd never heard of. Like, just, like, novels. I think some of them were, like, French that were I had to... Like, I read the English translations for... And I was just like, wow, like he's so much smarter than people at the time, or at least in my circle, gave him credit for. And I'm really glad that, you know, his, um, his persona, his like movie star charisma mm-hmm. has like caught up or actually the, that like we as like a pop culture society have caught up to him.
1: Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And I saw, heard someone put it this way, like, uh. It's, not, it's that he has some people think that if you don't have if you have a limited range that that means you're bad, but some people are just made to be in a certain. And so I think he's one of those people where he knows his range and he tends to, sometimes he stretches it and it doesn't always work, but it's like he's always doing something interesting and uh and when he's in that when he finds that sweet spot he's you know incredible. So right exactly
0: uh, yeah so I'm I'm really excited to be on this podcast. And to be talking about a movie that I'd never even heard of until you mentioned it to me, um, and it was very interesting. Watch, I guess.
1: Yeah, I had never heard of it either. I was remember I was going through his uh, filmography, and I was like, okay, that's odd. Uh, must. I was and I, at first, I didn't even realize, couldn't really look into it that he actually is playing Buddha. Like, I didn't didn't realize that until uh, a while into it. But the uh, before I started watching, but uh, yeah, and the fact that it's a Bernardo Bertolucci movie, like I like that it's, which who I actually hadn't seen any of his movies, I know you know, Last Tango in Paris and uh, uh, what is it, uh, The Last Emperor, you know he's, right. I had no idea that he made this movie, but, so yeah, let's talk about it uh, what did you think, I mean, we'll get into the details and everything, but what do you think overall about it so far? I mean,
0: I, mean, I thought it was fine um it felt very much of its era mm-hmm. in the sort of like uh 80s to like um like the 80s and 90s kind of oscar prestige you know uh, genre of film which is these opulent very right. long very um self-serious um films yeah. that kind of tackled, like, heavy themes and mm-hmm. with, like, rich costume design and, uh, you know, elaborate production design. So this felt very much, yeah, like, The Last Emperor, which I... Um, I did, yeah. I guess I didn't put it together that this is both Bertolucci films, so it makes kind of Brilliant. sense. And I think there's... um I think there's a third one. Um, there's, like, he made three of these... Um, like, oriental...
1: So right. I'm trying
0: to find uh, what the... Sec- I think The Last Emperor was first, and then I believe yeah, it was the, the sheltering sky? Is that
1: it? Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, that, that, that seems like it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so that, that takes place in Africa,
1: so he, so kinda he just, kind these, of had like, three... Yeah, he kind of had, like, a... And that was where was, those were three in a row, so I guess it was right. him trying to do his... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Asian trilogy, I guess. But.
0: Yeah, and The Last Emperor, I think that was the only one that was really that successful right? Um, with the Oscars. Like, I won Best Picture. So, yeah, this felt very much, like, of its time. Like, that um, Out of Africa, um, Anna the King, like, these kind of, um, ex- right. quote-unquote, exotic epics that <laughs> were very centered on, like, the white person's gaze, like, not is does, like doesn't feel that authentic but at the time probably felt very um like groundbreaking i guess
1: right and like they, they felt that in order to tell a story about buddhism that you need to have both it centered around a white family right and then have i mean we'll talk about more about the keanu casting in a bit but like i mean i i get what they were saying that like because Buddha's described as having golden skin or whatever, but like still you could say, but it's still like you're casting. I mean, even thank God Keanu's at least a little has some Asian in him. I mean, he's Chinese, but at least it's like, it's not like they cast like Christian Bale or someone like, uh, I don't know, but yeah, it's an odd, it's, I didn't dislike the movie. Like it's really well shot. Uh, it's, there's some really interesting set design and some costuming and everything but yeah it's kind of i don't know like i watched uh for, for the first time last year mm, uh, The yeah. scorsese film about the dalai lama and that's incredible because it's all about it's not there isn't that white person gaze like it's very much uh i feel like scorsese kind of got that but like so it's kind of odd watching this which is similarly staged and everything but it's like it's almost uh, just a huge misfire compared to that, and so uh, let's talk. Yeah, let's uh, dive into the plot of the movie a little bit. Uh, so, uh, basically, a group of Buddhist monks uh, are searching the world for the reincarnation of one of their uh, important teachers, Lama Dorje, uh, and basically, one the first family we meet is. Uh, this kid, this white kid in uh, Seattle who uh, was born like the same, uh, a year after uh, the llama died. And basically they think it's him because he had a dream that led, one of the other guys had a dream that led him to this uh, house that didn't exist before he died. And then like kind of they built it up and he happened to live there. Uh, yeah, I mean, and again, it's basically like, uh, how these white people are going to react to uh, the fact that these Buddhist monks show up at their house, right? Uh, and uh, Bridget Fonda uh, it plays the mother, and I thought it, there was something kind of there's kind of an interesting uh, idea there, like of this woman uh, getting involved, but then it's basically thrown away, and then it's like the dad is the more important <laughs> figure to the movie, but
0: yeah, that was. That was very interesting because you know Bridget Fonda gets, I think she gets top billing in mm-hmm. film, and, and she kind, of, they kind of forget about her for a while. And it goes to Chris Isaac, who, right? I guess I, I guess I didn't really know that he was an actor mm-hmm. uh, as well as his music. But I mean, right. I don't really know his music that well either. But um, yeah, you the because. Yeah, the beginning of the film really highlights um, Bridget Fonda's character as... um, Right. Like, she's, like, the one that at first is very open to the idea of um, Jesse kind of hanging around these monks for a bit, and the dad is very skeptical.
1: And actively, almost hostile at times, where he, like... The first time, he's, like, making fun of it a little bit, and then he's, like... uh, Yeah, so basically what... uh, It's... Uh, showing this kid's journey of like learning about uh, Buddhism, and they have this children's book that they give to kids to teach them about Buddhism, and they and so as they read, as he reads this story, they dramatize it, uh, which shows. And th- these are the parts that, yeah, the casting of Keanu is a little odd, but like I, these are the parts of the movie that I actually got invested in. Uh, in were like because he's really I don't, I don't think it fully works, but he's really going for it with this in terms of the. Visuals. I mean, basically, every all of these uh, stories are shot basically in the golden hour, so it's all really great looking. But, um, so, uh, what do you make of I guess we might as well talk about it elephant in the room. Uh, what do you make of Keanu being cast in this role? Well, um,
0: I think okay, taking away. Kind of the brown face part of it, which I am loath to do because I don't want to um, let this movie off, but I mm-hmm. left off the hook, but I think in terms of finding an actor who has the right persona, I think getting Keanu Reeves is probably a smart idea mm-hmm. because he does have i mean i was he was actually less Convincing in the early parter in the early parts of the film, and as he became closer to becoming Buddha, I think right. that's when um, I his performance kind of clicked because he always has that, like I said, that very calm, at peaceful, like he's um, he's very quiet and intellectual. And in, normally, so I think it's it's right casting. I mean, Keanu Reeves. I was looking up his heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is, uh, he is Hawaiian, uh, like part Hawaiian, like Chinese, uh, native Hawaiian, Portuguese, uh, and I right. think Irish descent. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess like the, I mean, Siddhartha has always been, um, I mean, I, we consider like we as Hindus consider Siddhartha to be Indian. I mean, he was born in mm-hmm. India. Right. Um, but I guess, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get into trouble here, but no. I you're, guess you're, having someone like Keanu Reeves, like in, with his like Chinese ancestry, ancestry, like you can kind of make it work, and it's not like it's not as black and white as um, other cases, like a Charlton or Emma Stone, but. Of of yellowface, but I think I don't know. It still feels like they kind of lucked into that. Like I don't I don't know if people knew Keanu Reeves' background when he was cast in this movie. Like I no. don't I don't think I I wouldn't be surprised if Bertolucci didn't know and just like thought th- found Keanu Reeves because of his like. I mean, this is after Point Break, right?
1: Yeah, it is, yeah. And, I, and I think you make a good point that like in terms of personality, it's actually kind of great casting because like he. Uh, especially early on, it's like he's this clueless, uh, you know, spoiled prince. And then, so him realizing, uh, you know, that there's suffering in the world is actually pretty convincing because he's Keanu's got that. Especially yes. at this time, he was very much that kind of. He was good at being a quiet, uh, kind of confused uh, character, and then and then later as he as he becomes more meditative and serene, like it, it also works. But yeah, I mean yeah we, we're not gonna I'm not gonna completely let it off the hook because it's uh you know an Italian it's an Italian director very much doing the especially given the themes of the movie about yeah uh, these white people being uh, amazed by the you know exotic uh, you know
0: exoticized spirituality mm-hmm. of yeah Buddhism uh yeah I mean it's there's no way around it it's problematic at the you know in this day and age this movie would not be made this way if at all. Um, definitely, there would be at least some people involved in the production who are um, East or South Asian. So, I mean, like I said, like this movie feels very much a product of its time, for sure. Um, and I, I mean, I find it. In, I, I was actually like reading up on like the relationship between Hinduism and Buddhism because mm-hmm. you know, S- Siddhartha and Buddha are both. Figures in Hindu mythology, and like the way they are portrayed is—I mean, it's similar. Obviously, they're the same people, but right. um, The intersection of Hinduism and Buddhism isn't quite—you know—it's not a one-to-one thing. So, uh, it was—it was interesting to watch this movie because it felt very Indian at times, but then there Mm -hmm. were, but then they kind of focus on. Buddha as like a um, as it relates to Buddhism, not sure. Not as it relates to Hinduism, because mm-hmm. um, like for example, like we consider Buddha to be like an avatar of um, this deity named Vishnu, and right. and like Buddhists reject that obviously because the, you know he's, sure. Buddha is Buddha to them, um, right. And reject that is a little too harsh, but it's definitely. I mean, it's it's a little different the way Buddhists you know talk about Buddha um, and talk about Hinduism as well. And unfortunately, I'm not that well versed in Buddhism. But um, and it was like it was interesting to watch this movie and kind of understand um, how it uh, to kind of see how. Buddha kind of relates to Buddhism and like in that different way than it does to how I grew up with, with the myth um, right. or, or the legend. So sure. that was interesting, and it's always interesting to watch Western directors make films that take place in India, like a Gandhi or um or a passage to India, like that kind of thing. And like again, this felt very much in line with those, like that exoticized, romanticized, you know, thing where it's like Um, So mystical and the music and colors and everything. And I appreciated the contrast of Seattle, which is like blue and gray and very harsh to like the warm, like golds and reds, but, and oranges, but at the same time, it felt a little condescending.
1: Yeah, Um, I mean, yeah. And it wasn't even like subtly different, like Seattle's like a little, it's very much almost, it's like, I mean, even in the kind of crappy quality of the DVD that I got, Right. It was like uh, yeah, I can see what you mean because it's like very much like this is terrible and gray and look how beautiful this is and it's like, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's not it may, that decision almost makes it worse because it's the fact that like uh, it's even more about the separation of it that like, ooh, look at this amazing mystical uh, you know, Asia <laughs> it's right. kind of
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, I mean, I thought the, I thought the production design was beautiful. I just wish it weren't so heavy-handed.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could look at it—the fact that these uh, stories are like it literally is like a storybook, like that But at the same time, even when there's the part where uh, okay, that's good. So there's a scene uh, with uh, so like uh, they take Jesse to uh, the Dharma Center uh, in Seattle and. Uh, He's talking with the monks and everything, and then his dad comes to pick him up, and this is where he's like... There's this line where his dad's all, "Uh, look, I know... uh, I respect your uh, cultures and your religion, even though I haven't made that clear. Uh, And then he says something about... "Uh, I also know about all the tragedies that have happened to uh, Tibet and everything and the occupation, and he kind of just dismisses it. And I almost think, like, maybe that could have been... Uh, I thought for a second that maybe they're going to do something interesting with that, like, uh, but they really don't. It's almost like just the, we have to state that and then we'll move on and he'll think it's wonderful. And it's like, uh, it really introduces this idea that maybe they're going to talk about the conflict, like the way Kundan does, but they really just abandon that completely for the more uh, exoticizing and uh, mystical nature of it, so.
0: Yeah, I um, I definitely took note of that as well, and I was kind of disappointed by that. Although not surprised, right? Uh, because it felt um, it felt very throwaway. Like, okay, like we're just going to throw that in there so that it's mentioned. But you know, this movie is really about. I mean, I, I, the the thing is that like people who watch this movie in 1993, I'm guessing, uh, they probably don't want to hear about sort of the tragedy of the past. They want. India to be, like, or, sorry, not India, they want Buddhism and uh, and sort of, like, these Eastern philosophies to, like, save them from, you know, I don't know, Reagan-era economics, who knows? <laughs> but, right. Or, like, the Clinton administ- administration. <laughs> sure. Um, so, it's it feels very much like they threw that in there so that it's there, but this really wants to move on from it very fast.
1: Right. Uh, and then, uh, Actually, you know, and then uh, so he they tell them of their plan that they, in order to find out if Jesse is the uh, reincarnation of uh, the Lama, they have to take him to, uh, you know, take him back to Bhutan. Uh, And one thing I, the thing I I think I like most about this uh, were actually these, because the the fact that they actually got, um, you know, Tibetan people into play these monks is good. Like, right. I, I I appreciate that. Like, yeah. that would have been, I, I don't know how you wouldn't, how you would get away with that even back then, like casting uh, white dudes in the, you know, still the nineties. But uh, yeah, so I like these guys a lot. I think all the, all the, uh, especially the lead guy, uh, what's I blanking on the character's name? Uh, Norbu. Uh, he's great. Like, I think he does a great job. Uh, almost, they elevate the material considerably. Like, uh I don't know how uh if it was lesser actors if it would work even the little bit that the movie does. So. Yeah. Um, appreciative of them for sure.
0: Yeah, he uh is played by Ying Rusheng, I believe. I'm sorry, I'm probably um Yeah, apologies for butcher, yeah. Yeah, uh <laughs> he was also in The Last Emperor.
1: Okay.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. And uh yeah, he I mean his performance I thought was really great cuz he was um kind of playful and right. Um you know, his chemistry with uh Alex uh Wise why, in Danger, we's in Danger. Yeah. was they had a, like a nice little back and forth and um and that that kind of made the movie less Serious because it was kind of nice to see like okay yeah like these monks are just like also real people because usually when we see monks in like Western film they are very serious like um a little um like somewhat standoffish in their right. piety so it was kind of nice to see them to see L- Lama Norbu as like a real human being. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm not gonna try to compare this to Kundun too much because, uh, it's not about that, but like, the fact that I just watched that last year, and it's amazing, it's one of my favorite movies already, but like, because of the way, they they seem to get out of the way more than this was, so like, uh, and it's weird that it was only four, it was that this was, uh, four years before Kundun, and it's like, that's, I've looked into more of that, but yeah, I wish, uh it's hard not compare the two especially after seeing have seen them close close to each other but uh again like I don't think this is a, a bad film necessarily no. but it, yeah I just keep coming back to the fact that it's just okay and it does some interesting uh things for sure uh but yeah I mean it was it was nice to see the other
0: two kids uh, Gita yeah. and Raju I believe Yeah for um, sure I, and I, how I yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, and it was, I I kind of like that they were brought in as, you know, other uh, candidates, I guess, mm-hmm. for the reincarnation. Yeah. And, you know, as the film was kind of unfolding, I was like, how is this movie going to resolve? Because if it's not, you know, Jesse, then we kind of just watch two and a half hours for nothing. But if it is Jesse, who's like the actual reincarnation, well, it's like why is it this one white kid and not the two brown kids they found? But right. kinda, I kind of, I guess, I just didn't think of the resolution they would have, even though it's kind of the most obvious one. Um, where right. it's, you know, spoiler, but it's like all three of them have some part of the the uh, the monk soul,
1: right? And I almost wish that we had spent. I mean, if I get it, the movie would be like three hours long then. But if they had done where they gave us more time to get to know these other two. Yeah. Uh, like, because those are the best scenes, those are the best modern-day scenes or the yeah, once definitely. they get to uh, Kathmandu. Uh, and they, like, there's this great... Uh, I think this is where he's a little bit more successful in terms of the, uh, you know, the spiritual spirituality of it. Again, it's yeah. very heavy-handed where he, like, stumbles upon them. Uh, he, like is just wandering around and he meets the candidate by chance. And, like, again, very heavy-handed, but, like, I still kind of... I could have gotten in line with that more if we had known these characters more, so if they had, like, spent equal time with them. Uh, but, again, it it does... And the kids are all great. Like, the kids are good actors, and I think they have good chemistry. And oh, like, for
0: sure, yeah. I like them all.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, and then they meet. Uh, and then they go to the uh, like, especially Gija. She's great. Uh, like she's, and I like how she's kind of sarcastic and uh, like dismissive of them. She's like, uh, "Of course, it's the kid who's too young to understand and the America and the, and the foreigner." Right. Like, I that a funny line. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was
0: great. Um, yeah, I like I like the kids together. I like the scenes um, between them and. Uh, I felt like we. I would have preferred even if we had kind of cut down the first half a little and just. I mean, I guess you kind of have to sell the audience on this premise, which is a little hard to grasp right. and believe. But at the same time, I think um, it might have been helpful to make it not so much focused on on the the white boy because. Uh, Jesse, because I I know I just felt very much. I mean, I guess like I'm looking at it with 2018 eyes, where it's like I don't want to see, I like I don't want to see this story as it's portrayed. And um, yeah, so I yeah, I thought the film was actually a lot stronger. I really really liked the scene where you kind of see the three kids in the same. Um, uh, in in like the same setting as Siddhartha, like when oh yeah, that's um, fantastic. I,
1: I almost I almost think they if they had done that more uh, yeah. throughout the movie, if they had like committed to that, I mean, it love just kind of make it special when it finally does happen. Like right, right, uh, it, it's the final scene of uh, I guess the the uh, the test of Siddhartha, like the uh, a demon uh, Mara shows up and shows him like that tries to tempt him away from it, uh, right. and. Then when like that fails, like there's this really, and like I wish I had. I don't know if there's a better quality version of this uh, print of this movie because I bet that scene's really gorgeous. And, I mean, it's even gorgeous uh, on, again in the kind of crappy quality I saw it in because yeah, I mean black I, and red photography and stuff. And
0: I rented it on iTunes HD, um, and I know iTunes isn't always you know stellar, but right. it looked. I mean, it looked great. So, uh, I I guess I would recommend it there. Um, because, yeah, it was really striking. It was nice to kind of get out of the blue-orange right. color palette.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and there's this great, like, the this battle of these, you know, they he sends the legion of demons after. Like, again, that's really great-looking stuff. Uh, I mean, it reminds me a little bit of um, almost Tarsem Singh level. Not quite, but, like, you know, just... In terms of very stylized, right? Uh, yeah. Interesting uh, visuals for sure. Yeah, I kept thinking of Tarsem, uh
0: while I was watching this, and thinking of you know the um, the fall especially,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and thinking like, wow, like he would have knocked this movie out of the park. Oh my god! Yeah, like, seriously. <laughs> because I think Bertolucci, for all of his whatever talents, I mean, I don't really care to watch any of his other films. Maybe The Last Emperor just. Uh, Because they won Best Picture, and that's interesting. But um, I think he's too... um, From what I could tell from this movie, he's too staid to really bring out the sort of magical realism that this movie really needs. Because I think a little bit more surrealism, a little bit more Flights of Fancy, this movie would have been much more successful. For sure. Um, And... And I think Tarsim really would have brought that out and I kinda of wanna send him a pitch of a remake.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like just and don't even don't even do with the Like literally just make it about the Buddha. Like the or yeah. like that would be that yeah. would be something to see for sure. Um Yeah, and then there's uh uh yeah, the so they the kids witness this and like, yeah, that's a really you know, that's probably the strongest uh section of the movie for sure. Uh, And then this ending uh, where so basically they decide that uh, like you said, each of the kids represents a different uh, reincarnation of uh, Dorje where he's like uh, the body would be Raju, uh, the speech is uh, Gita, and then the mind would be uh, Jesse according to this. So like, they don't really specifically state that, but based on the Context of the rest of the movie, that's what I uh, gathered because I think they said something about like Gita. The reason they thought it was her was that she uh, started speaking Tibetan suddenly, like without or or Sanskrit. Yes, that's right. Right. Starting speaking Sanskrit without knowing it, uh, and that was so that's basically where it came from. Uh, But yeah, and then so once they make this decision, Norbuk says like that his work is done and that uh, he talks with. Uh, Jesse's dad, Dean, about that he'll be going home to Tibet. Uh, But what he meant by that was that he's going to go to, he's going to meditate, and then he passes away. And, again, that, I think that scene is pretty emotional, but I I almost think that's mainly due to, again, the performances more than anything uh, Bertolucci, or the script actually do. Uh, Yeah. Like, because he's just a really, they're just good, he's a good perform gives a good performance, so, um, I don't know, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really like the ending, um, as well, especially the last, you know, the last scenes I thought were really emotionally effective, but I agree that it,
1: it's mainly the acting, and I
0: think the score as well.
1: Oh, um, yeah, Ryuichi uh, Sakamoto is an amazing, yeah, an incredible, uh composer like he did, uh, most recently did The Revenant, Uh, but yeah, he's his score is really great, and I thought at first, early on in the movie, I thought maybe, I didn't know who did it uh, at first, but then uh, I felt it was a little like, it was. they were very much leaning on that score and the cinematography.
0: Yeah, and it was nice to have someone of East Asian descent, I mean, he's Japanese, it was nice to have him do the music although I was in like the earlier scenes when there with um, Siddhartha, I was kind of hoping, I was kind of wishing it would be a, an Indian composer. Sure, but I mean, Sakamoto obviously did a great job, and I really appreciate it. I think the score is probably my favorite part of the movie.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean that those final shots were... it's. Ba- I think this is a good decision. Like once uh, they return home, and then uh, the, the basically the last five or six minutes of the movie is all. Uh, just the score and the visuals and that's really that was a good decision mm-hmm. uh, because it does work really like there's basically they each uh, get a portion of uh, Norbu's ashes uh, and I like how the idea that they distribute them in like Jesse distributes them in the ocean uh, Raju sends them off into the air and then Gita spreads them in the forest and so I think that's a really neat uh, touch of it honestly again like if I keep coming back to this. Like, if this movie had really leaned into the uh, surrealism of it, it would be much more effective.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else more to say <laughs> about this movie. Um, I'm definitely glad I watched it. I mean, I think Keanu Reeves as as much as he could with kind of the kind of thin script, I thought he did a great job.
1: Yeah, and... I mean, I think the, there's this really. Yeah, we kind of just go back a little bit. Uh, there was the the scene. Uh, with him where he like so basically his like he wants to see the world because he's t- sick of uh, you know being stuck in this palace thinking of everything is and then when there's a scene where he learns about uh, mortality and sickness and stuff that scene he's really great uh, in that sequence where he's like yeah for uh, sure just, uh, first he's like curious and you know excited and then he like sees death and he's just Overcome by it, and uh, again, I keep coming back to this in uh, the, se- the series. Uh, that Keanu's just really great at these uh, moments where he's not talking, where he's just emoting through uh, facial expressions and just the quiet. Uh, he's just excellent at that,
0: right? Yeah, he has such an for someone who gets accused of being so blank. I think he does have very um. I think his eyes are very expressive and I uh, definitely definitely noticed that in this film too uh.
1: yeah or uh, again like later when he uh, first leaves he's like he decides to uh, go with the monks where there are, the, there are these priests in the forest where they're like basically starving themselves uh, and there's this scene where he like uh, is being all sullen and, and then suddenly is breaks out into like being excited when he's starts hearing this music and uh, again yeah, he sells that really well yeah uh, but yeah I think overall yeah I'm, I'm not disappointed I watched the movie I think it was I continue to be impressed by the movies that I or at least that I'm glad that I saw these movies because uh, Keanu's I mean his filmography is just so interesting it's so like,
0: interesting yeah. yeah and I think if this movie had been maybe like 10-20% better he probably would have been in talks for an Oscar nomination mm-hmm I mean, I think um, this is definitely that kind of movie that would get major Oscar play or at least, you know, campaign. And I don't, I mean, the I was looking at some of its reviews at the, that came out at the time, and most of them were pretty positive. Um, like, right now it holds a 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. And mm-hmm. um, I was reading a lot of, like, three, three-and-a-half-star reviews. And um, I think even, like, Ro- I think Roger Ebert gave it two stars, but praise counterviews. So I think that yeah, this movie had actually been up to the level of The Last Emperor, for example. I think he probably would have been um, somewhere in the Oscar conversation. Maybe not a nomination, but definitely in, in the discussion. So
1: Yeah, I feel like it's uh, you know, because uh, Scorsese also did a trilogy of a uh, religious like somewhat spiritual trilogy of religious films but like he paced them out better like i feel like Bertolucci was just trying to like you know do this because he thought that it would i mean i'm sure he's interested in it but like uh
0: yeah
1: i mean I you don't just, the fact that they were back to back to back is like a little much
0: <laughs> yeah and all all three of them I felt were um felt very neo you know Colonial, right? Uh, with, at least, at least with Scorsese, like two of them were about Catholics, so
1: right. That's and somewhat then, yeah, in I mean, his, yeah,
0: for sure. And Kundun, I haven't seen it, but it seems more sensitive.
1: Oh, it's yeah, it's exceptional. Uh, yeah. It's on. I again, uh, maybe watch Little Buddha, but definitely watch Kundun. So like that's, I guess that's the moral of the story. But uh, like. Uh, yeah, definitely recommend that, but it's hard to get, so I understand why uh, most people haven't seen it.
0: But. Yeah, I don't is it on is it on iTunes or
1: I don't, uh, no, it's not on iTunes. Yeah. The only the only Blu-ray is uh, if you get a uh like a import from oh, wow. uh Europe and then you've to have a region-free player and everything, but uh yeah, I watched I bought the DVD second hand and it was uh pretty good, but yeah, this is I think there's some issues with the rights and everything, but Oh, okay. This isn't the Scorsese podcast, but uh <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, thanks for... Uh, we really don't have much t- more to talk about on this. I think we pretty much covered it. Uh,
0: yeah, definitely seek it out if you're complete but it's not, it's not essential.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, thanks so much, Manny, Manish, for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Having me. Yeah, glad to have you here. Uh, join me next time, uh, where we'll be discussing speed. Uh, until then, keep being excellent to each other.